They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, yeah, Alex Dyson. It's a very special Friday, isn't it? It certainly is, my friend. We've got the uh, 44-gallon oil drum in front of us. We're holding our hands up to it and feeling the warmth of the hot, hot memes that you have sent in this week. And there are three which are now in the running to be crowned spiciest meme. The best memeologist in our competition, so you think you can dank. Dank! Yeah, and look, the winner will be taking home across the weekend the softest, the silkiest, the sweetest all-day brekkie robe that one could ever slip their forearms into. I tell you what, wrapping it around my torso felt like I was getting hugged by a higher one the higher being. Anyways, um, <laughs> please stick with us. Right, well, find out who wins. I really, I really like this. It's been really fun, not only to um, you know talk to you and watch some funny memes, but also see the all day breakfast podcast through your eyes. It's been really. <laughs> I was not aware see. of a it few was, things. Very, very fun. So we appreciate you getting involved. Uh, We're going to be deciding the winner at the end of the show with the help of an all-star lineup, Matt O'Kine. Yeah, we've got some incredible guests. Okay, I'm going to mention three names. Michelle from Shameless. Joy Rye. Mia Agriavado. Yeah, I've struggled with this in the lead up. Also. (laughs) And the last time we talked to her, you struggled as well. Let's Let's be fair. Agraviador, right? Mia Agraviador, old El Paso girl. Why don't we have both? Oh my gosh. Holy moly. Holy guacamole, in fact. Very, very excited to have uh, all three of those judges. These three people know memes, they love memes, and in some cases, they are memes. And so who better to be judging our, uh, our So You Think You Can Dank competition? They're going to be our Mark, our Marsha, and our Dicko, who are going to be um, making someone's dreams come true later on in the program. We're also going to be chatting to this lady. That's right, KLP is going to be hopping on the show because... Uh, not only has she got this song absolutely going gangbusters with her good friend and producer Stace Cadet, but she's launching a new project today with uh, the one and only Mr. Matt O'Kine. Yeah, look, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but right now, let's get <laughs> let's start off with a love story, Alex Dyson. This is Matt and Alex oh. All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Now, Matt, in these dark times, it's always good to keep an ear out for some lovely, sometimes even adorable news stories. And I could not help but have my heart filled with joy when I came across the headline, Ecuadorian spouses become the world's oldest married couple. How good is love? Oh, I mean, it just, it makes me wonder how. (laughs) <laughs> they did it, to be completely honest. Um, they've been together for a very, 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 very long time. 79 years. They got married on February 7, 1941. Yeah, um, Julio Cesar Tapia is 110 years old currently. Uh, His partner, Waldramina Maclovia Quinteros Reyes, 104 years old. Julio was born on March the 10th, 1910, a couple of years before the Titanic sunk. And uh, Waldramina, born in 1915, and they've been together, yeah, for 79 years this year. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty impressive effort, and uh, it just makes you think. You know, what what does contribute to a really good relationship? Oh. How do you make sure that you can last the distance, Alex Dyson? Do you know? Any, have you got any tips? Um, I've got. We've got two offices now. We don't have to share a bed <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> Move into the living room. No, I'm not asking what makes a really good drug den, Alex Dyson. I'm asking what makes a good relationship. Not just drag your mattresses out into front in front of the TV like I was doing when I was living in my penthouse share house in Milton with my mate Luke in 19, 2007. Yeah, I was going to say right. penthouse. That doesn't sound very mad kind to me. You know, we called it the penthouse because it was on the top floor of this building. It only had two floors. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, Waldramina and Julio, they're good on them for, for doing it. There's another couple, the oldest living couple in the world as well, um, were the Texas couple as well, they, with a combined age of 211 years between them. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Like, they said but they started is... a friendship that led to a loving relationship, which resulted in the couple getting married seven years later. So they were, they've been married 79, they've been together 86 Right. Um, well, Jermaine well, they got found- married seven years later. Mate, can we just focus on the fact that getting married after you've known each other for seven years in 1940? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people were getting married when they were bloody 16 years old back then. That's a slow burn when, you know, you when the World War II's happening, you don't know what the hell's around the corner. Yeah, um, we absolutely wish them the best. What an achievement it is. And uh, the real interesting thing that we've managed to stumble across, Matt O'Kine, is that 79 years, Julio and Waldramina are renewing their vows. This is just a Matt and Alex exclusive, and we've actually come across the transcripts that they're both going to be saying to each other now that Guinness has granted them the honour of being the world's oldest married couple. And so we thought that we'd um, let you know in the secret of love by reading you the vow renewals of these two living legends. So this is actually Julio's uh, vows that he's... Given to Waldramina. <laughs> Waldramina. Every morning I wake up, I'm surprised. But also happy that I get to spend one more day with you. I always remember when you gave me our engagement gift, 12 dodo bird eggs. And at our wedding, I spent all day looking for the reception uh, because we needed to hear updates on the wireless about the horrors of World War II. <laughs> I remember coming. <laughs> I remember first meeting you and coming over for a bit of Morse code and chill. <laughs> we were together for so long. I remember in our sixth decade of marriage, the nineties, when we used to go to all-night Macarena marathons and then fall asleep in the glow of the SBS midnight service that just showed what the weather was like around the world. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Oh, there were times when I went away, like in 1965, when the American government employed me as a cameraman to film that Neil Armstrong guy bounce around the sound studio in Los Angeles. (laughs) I may be 110, but I swear that still makes me the youngest person on Facebook. And even though... (laughs) And even though my favourite song is Cardi B's WAP, you know that's also 
my favorite meal. <laughs> I love you forever, Waldramina. I can't believe he's written that. He's still got a lot of romance in his life, doesn't he? Is. What, what's, well, this, what is what is Waldramina's? This is Waldramina's effort. <laughs> my dearest Julio, my partner, my friend. Wow, what a journey. Our marriage has made it through a world war, a moon landing, Y2K, and Shannon Knoll getting robbed on season one of Idol. It's been a privilege to share my life with you. To think, after our wedding, we went to watch Gone with the Wind in the cinemas. And just yesterday, we watched Paul Blart Mall Cop on Netflix on your iPhone. God, I remember our wedding vaults as well. It was to the big song at the time, Chattanooga Choo Choo, which came out in 1941, the year of our marriage. And music has been part of our lives ever since then. I remember you took me to see the Beatles' final concert in 1966 for our 25th wedding anniversary. It was just delightful. Almost a good our 50th. We made it a tradition. And in 1991, we went and saw Nirvana play. That was so great. And then, of course, for our 75th wedding anniversary, being able to see Lil Uzi Vert and Gucci Mane in concert. Although I don't think their music would have worked as well for our wedding waltz. Oh, and yes, we've had our disagreements over the years. You left the toilet seat up for 79 years of our marriage, but I guess that's okay, given the first known patent and model of the toilet seat cover wasn't invented until 1942, a full year after we got married. <laughs> Thank you for being my partner in life and had a happy anniversary, sweetie. Now here, hold my phone so I could do this for a selfie on the gram. <laughs> what a couple. Sending them our best. What bravo! Clap them in. We wish them all the best for their renewed vows. It's just mind blowing how much has changed while they've been married. Unbelievable. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Right now on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, such a pleasure to welcome to our show a really great friend of ours. We worked together on uh, on the previous network that we used to work at, and <laughs> um, you know we we we've all we've all grown really great close friends and and watched each other rise up through the ranks of this. Big scary entertainment businessy industry, <laughs> and it's such a pleasure to see what our next guest is uh, is doing at the moment. Because one, I'm involved in it, but two, <laughs> no, 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 seriously, two. Um, as a solo artist, she's just gone from strength to strength, and uh, a um, a collab in her latest release, uh, which has just gone gangbusters, has really uh, proven that. She's ready to take on the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It's KLP. How's it going? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all, Christy. Thank you very much for joining us. As Matt said, we've uh, had plenty to do with each other over the years at the, um, for some reason, unnamed last radio station that we uh, we used to work at. <laughs> um, but it's so cool that you're able to, to chat to us here because 
Uh, we've got a long history. Like you gave, you basically gave me all my DJ songs that I've ever DJed with. You taught me <laughs> how to use them and which ones to use. <laughs> I, yeah, I do remember. Kind remember of, that afternoon in it on the weekends, we went into the office and you I taught remember. me how to DJ. <laughs> yeah, giving you all those hot tips. And now look at you go. Oh. Right, he's he is the sesh gremlin. You you created <laughs> this monster, Christy. Oh, no, no thanks I'm to sorry, you. World. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. You just apologise to the people's faces, which are currently melted on the ground, Christy. <laughs> every sop them up with the tune mop. Hey, so oh, Christy, let's chat about what's been going on for the last few months. Obviously, everyone's locked down. Uh, gigs have been cancelled, but in May, you dropped uh, alongside an artist called Stace Cadet a track called Energy. Tell us yeah. about, it sounds a little something like this. And it's just, it just like seemed to blow up. It was number one on the uh, Aria Club track uh, charts yeah. for three weeks. It's I've seen it sort of blow up overseas now. Tell us about this song. How did it start? Well, you know what? I've been going at this a while and you have these songs sometimes that you go, man, this is it. This is the one. And then nothing happens with it. And then energy came about so easily. Um, Stacey Cadet lives in Melbourne and he was up in Sydney only earlier this year and we had I think maybe two hours to record it or to, to write this song. We had nothing when we walked in. Two hours because I've recently had a baby and it's meant that my time is very limited and um, <laughs> I think I had a babysitter for two hours so we walked in the studio and he'd had a rather large night the night before. <laughs> um I had that's that's, that's that, nice, isn't it? You you probably had no sleep from, from uh, <laughs> you know looking after this baby. You've got two hours. You're paying for a babysitter, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm late." <laughs> <laughs> no, but the good the good thing was, you know, I think when you have a kid, it just teaches you. It, it gets rid of any form of censorship you ever had over your creativity because there is literally no time to waste. So, I walked in there and I said, "Okay, cool. Let's write something about." you having no energy, we're going to pump you up, it's going to be loud, it's going to be obnoxious, <laughs> lol, lol, lol. And we wrote this vocal, kind of did it left and thought maybe that was cool, sometimes you don't even know. And then he stayed up all night that night working on it and then I think at 6am he messaged me and I was like, what are you doing up so early? He was like, I haven't gone to sleep. Um, <laughs> He's backed he, up his big, big <laughs> night, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, he had worked on the track and so from there we kind of went back and forth a bit and, you know, I just thought it was like a really fun track and another one of the many that I always put out because I think like you both, you know, if you want to be an entertainer, um, you have to have many different streams of um, activity and income. So I was already working on what my next projects would be and it came out and I remember the first time it ever got played um, there were just so many Shazams, like thousands of people Shazamming it. And I went, ooh, that's that's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> never had that happen before. And then, yeah, just since then it's, um, you know, been picked up by Sony and it's just been going um, gangbusters, which is really fun. So weird that this, you're at the top of all the club charts but you can't play it in the clubs. <laughs> you I know. know. It's, it's like so, the one time that, you know, this 
things the UK the Shazams everything's going off and then you've just you've just got to sit in the green room and watch it happen. <laughs> I know. Look, thanks for hitting a very raw nerve. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Look, it, it is bittersweet because you know if I could, we had a whole tour booked um, to promote it, and you know, as a musician, you rely so much, especially right now, on income from touring. Um, and we can't capitalize off this, you know, playing festivals and playing all around Australia or, um, you know, maybe having a song like this to break into going overseas. However, I feel like I can't sit here being bummed out about that because at the same time, I think if I didn't have something like this going so well in amongst lockdown, I would be pretty bummed out. So Mm. it's been a really nice little blessing for us to have, um, it doing so well. It's it's a it's unfortunate that you can't be playing this in the club, but also the old days of playing it, you know, from one a.m. to four a.m. surely was starting to get a little bit more difficult, given that you just had a baby. What what was being a working DJ and mother like? Um. Well, I went back to work after two months. I don't know whether that was a genius move or just an absolutely psychotic move, but for me. <laughs> Um, I think I needed it. I really like work. And for me, you know, you give up so much of your identity as you know, Matt, when you become a parent that I needed to work to stay sane. I needed to have that as an outlet of, I remember when I worked, walked on stage for the first time I was in Perth and it was my first gig back. And, you know, I still didn't feel quite, um, you know, 100% myself because at the time you're breastfeeding. And so I walk into a club in the middle of the night going like, oh, my gosh, do, do they know I'm a mum? What are they going to think? This is crazy. <laughs> and I know I, I walked up on the stage and someone just went, yeah, techno mum. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay, I still got it. Techno so, mum. <laughs> Um, and, but, you know, but on a really serious level, that was just so nice to be like, Mm. okay, I can still do this. No one actually cares. And it's like the most baller move for, you know, first of all, women having a baby, the fact that you make this baby, but then to go back to work. And, and I think to be, um, able to say, I love my child hundred percent unconditionally, but then I also need me and it's okay to, um, satisfy me and my needs as a person um, as well. Yeah, I never really thought about it in that sense of, yeah, your identity before and after having, you know, someone to look after who, who depends on you in that mm. it can, you know, your time and energy can be taken away and and put wholeheartedly into this thing. And to have that just from one day to the next absolutely change, particularly with a first child, that must be, yeah, such a cognitively difficult thing to to juggle in your mind. Oh, yeah, the parent guilt that goes on, you know. it's And mm. you feel, you actually feel insane. I don't know if you feel like this, Matt, but I go through days where I'm like, I just need my space. Oh, my God, I just want this. And then as soon as they leave, you're like, Where's my phone? I'm I'm just going to watch some videos of (laughs) on my phone. Oh, I miss her. I want to see her. So you you feel crazy, but at the same time, as I spoke about before, it's meant that I've had to be really cutthroat creatively, which has almost been a real blessing because I've been really productive. Well, let's let's move from the clubs to the bubs now, uh, because <laughs> you've teamed oh, up with line. another <laughs> another one of Australia's uh, biggest seshies, uh, Matt O'Kine, who has also recently had a child. 
and the two of you together have just released a brand new project for doing kids' music. Yeah, we have, yeah. And it sounds uh, a little something like this. Hey, we sing, we play, we dance all day. Everybody's okay in We sing, we play. Your first collaboration since you uh, collabed with Matt O'Kine and myself on Kiss from a Sandstorm. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I think the, the juices that got you know, started simmering from that time has led you both to uh, create this this really cool track. That's the yeah, Diver I mean, City theme, but there's a full album behind it. There is, yeah, full album behind it. I think it started off, we had um, a few ideas. We went away uh, with our daughters and partners together. Our daughters are five days apart, right, Matt? Yeah, so uh, we went on a little trip um, to, uh, to Byron Bay. I think I really just wanted to try and write it off on tax, to be honest. I think that's what, uh, <laughs> I think I was, I was saying, yeah, let's go on a uh, writing retreat. Um, you know, keep all the receipts, please. Uh, but you know, lo and behold, a- an idea was planted and, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I think the thing, the best, the thing I really love about you, Christy, is that um, you do get things done. You do it. You do things. You know what I mean. A lot yeah. of people talk about things, but you, as someone who goes, "Come on, let's do it next Wednesday. Uh, let's do it. I'll see you there. I'm gonna like. Well, I'll give you a call. I'll do this. I'll send you emails. And suddenly you're like, you sweep people up in this, in this energy that you have, and and suddenly you create something. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a busy man, so it's hard to track you down on top of all your different things you have going on. But then, you know, being a parent on top of that and just juggling, um, you know, daycare and then lockdown as well when daycare is cancelled or, you know, it's been wild. But I guess the thing is we just we were living the songs that we were creating. So I think you started off with some ideas, Matt, of things that you were singing to your daughter and so you'd kind of sing me those ideas and then I'd go away and work on them and then I'd come up with an idea and say we should write a song about this and we were kind of it was coming about very naturally with the things we were doing in our everyday lives. Well the duo is called Diver City and as you mentioned you know there's all sorts of things that you're singing about I mean Matt's first song it was you can claim this on tax. You can claim this on tax. <laughs> uh, but what are some other songs, Christy, that uh, Diver City sing about when it comes to teaching kids about the world? I'm going to say what the actual first song for me was is a song, and sorry, I'm going to jump in here, Christy, but it is a song. It's called Bibio, and it's because I called my uh, daughter, and I've been getting so much crap this week for talking about my daughter, okay, because I, I mention her every single episode, because I'm a proud dad. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I called her when she was, when we didn't know whether we were having a boy or a girl or anything, Bibio is the Ghanaian word for one of my dad's, like in his language, the Ghanaian word for small, like, you know, very little. And so we called uh, this little person that was growing in, in, in my partner Belinda's stomach, just Bibio. And so there's a little track that I wrote called Bibio, I love you. And this is how that goes. Bibio, I love you. Hey. Bibio. I love you so much, BBO. I love you. Whoa, BBO, BBO. See, really sweet, wholesome stuff like that. Come on. But um, but yeah, but we but we got deep in all of it. So Christy, um, you know, you we wanted to we wanted and Dyson, you're like this. We wanted to go visit the uh the animals. 
you know, yes. in, in you the do forest. Some, do some um, tax-deductible zoo research. <laughs> yeah, we do. We, uh... <laughs> we wanted to call a track Bush Doof, right, but we weren't sure... <laughs> About, we actually uh, did. This was <laughs> yeah, we did. This and was, I was this like creative process. <laughs> and I was trying to see how much we could push it with, you know, koalas munching on leaves, you know, munching on the green. Chris was like, like, "No, you cannot back. do that." So I was like, "Okay, fine, but we're gonna have we're gonna at least party with some animals." So we uh, we made a song called Rave Cave. All the animals in Diver City hang out and dance in a place called the Rave Cave. <laughs> Let's go there and play. See the kangaroo with a joey in its pouch. Swinging her tail, oh yeah, she knows how to bounce. Koala in the trees where he's staying up all night. Chewing on the leaves until the morning light. Sing! Kangaroo going to the club with the Joey. Yes. Is that a bit of a techno mama throwback there? <laughs> Christy, congrats on the energy. Thank you uh, Thank again you. for joining us. Congrats on Diver City uh, album. Welcome to Diver City. Please check it out on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> thank you to ABC Kids Music. Um, but also, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, we hope you had fun and we'll catch you again next time. Thank you so much. Love you both. Thanks, Christy. Catch ya. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, we've promised it all week. So many people have come out of the woodwork with some dank memes in order to win a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast, all-day robe. The I tell you what, the competition has been hotter than the mean content. It's been massive and we come to, I think, the greatest gathering of meme judges Australia has ever seen. If we couldn't set the internet alight with this <laughs> mind hive... Of uh, incredible hive mind, is it my mind hive? Hive mind of incredible (laughs) meme memeologists, then I don't know who can. All right, let's 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 welcome our all star Mm. panel of judges. Yeah, we couldn't do it ourselves, so we've we want an impartial decision from these three genius people. Judge number one. Michelle Andrews, host of the Shameless Podcasts, author alongside Zara McDonald, her co-host of the book The Space Between, which is out next week. She was the winner of the hashtag Shameless Meme War of 2020, <laughs> a self-proclaimed meme queen, Michelle Andrews. Hello, Michelle. I'm only here for the book the plug, boys. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> look, I've got to tell you something. I, I am the meme queen of Shameless, but I am a basic bitch meme queen. So it'll be very interesting oh. to see how my basic bitch taste aligns with dank memes. Oh, okay. So you only had to go against Zara in this particular competition. It wasn't a, an Australia-wide meme competition. Mm, yeah, look, well, my meme taste when it comes to Zara is basically just putting up photos side by side of her and Conrad Sewell because they are unlikely <laughs> doppelgangers. So that's kind of my <laughs> meme taste, but it'll be interesting to see how we go. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for So You Think You Can Dank. It's uh, very exciting. Our next judge is, uh, he's he's behind one of, um, honestly, and I say this quite honestly, one of my favourite meme pages on the gram, all right, an absolute meme lord in his own right, hilarious 
Certainly if you like going out a little bit as well. I'm not going to tell you the exact page. I'll let him describe it if he wants to, but it is Joyride, a.k.a. Rowan Dix. Dixie, welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. How are you going? I'm going really well. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. And so uh, I'm excited. You know, last year you dropped uh, your debut album, which was which was awesome. Absolutely loved it. And uh, and now, you know, you're just rocking back on the meme, the full-time meme brigade. Is it all... Uh, What's meme life like? Yeah, it's not bad, man. I, f- I figure it's just a stepping stone to putting out some kids' music, but you, you might have got in just ahead of me. Hey! 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 Come on, man. No, let, Save it for the memes. Don't leave, We don't go blow to blow on, on the, in the real world here, okay? We save it for the internet. It took me two days to figure out that the name was just a play on diversity. Yeah, yeah, so come on. Hope, I, hopefully the kids are a bit quicker than I am, man. <laughs> All right, well, judge number two, Joyride also joining us. Uh, alongside Michelle, giving us a great perspective of people who make memes, but we couldn't. This couldn't be the all-star meme panel without <laughs> someone who has become a meme themselves. Someone who we had the privilege of meeting a few years ago at Triple J when we pieced together both a tune rag and a Legionnaires hat. She is the star of this ad. How do you decide between crunchy and soft tacos? Older Paso, hard and soft tacos. That is right. It is Porco Nolas Dos, girl herself. She's an absolute <laughs> champion, and we can, I'm so happy we get to catch up again. It's Mia Agraviador. Hello, Mia. <laughs> Hello, how are you guys? Oh, so good. So Thank you very much for coming uh, for coming along to be a special judge on our So You Think You Can Dank panel, the dicko of this particular panel. How old were you again? Were you with the uh, the young girl in that in that commercial? Yep, I was six years old. Little, little oh, me. <laughs> oh, my God. And we caught up with you on um, Triple J when we last spoke. You were 15 and yep. now 20 years old. Now I'm 20 years old. I and know. it's still around <laughs> and idiots like still. us still bring it up. <laughs> what is it like being an A-grade meme? Oh, man, like it is good. I remember the last time I came to see you guys, I think I was a bit more like shy about it and a bit more, you know, like self-conscious about it. But I think now, like, you know, I'm 20 years old now, I'm just sort of like, yeah, that was me and, you know, everyone wants to have a laugh about it and I'm just cool about it, you know. Like I'm cool about Aww. it now. Well, you've got it. You've so got it in the great. background of your Zoom. We, for, those of us, for those of you who can't see, yeah, you've got the tacos in the background. Yep, I just want to add some ambiance. <laughs> Embracing it. Oh, that is so good. Well, thank you all three of you for joining us. We are going to get into the meme off right now. Uh, our finalist number one of a dank all-day breakfast meme playing on the fact that uh, Matt O'Kine seems to mention his daughter every third sentence on this podcast. We yes. have Kat Godden's submission of The Simpsons Mean. So as a panel, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. Michelle, let's, let's go back to you. Um, Matt and Alex's monthly Discord meeting today, 8pm, turning into 18-month-old daughter. Please. Look... First thought is very creative. As someone who has made plenty of memes in my time, a lot of effort has gone into this one. Like the specificity with the letters in the second image, I appreciate. That said, it didn't make me laugh out loud. Like I didn't even get a chuckle or like a... I looked at it and you know when you just smirk, you're like, yeah, 
clever. It didn't make me dizzy. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's fair enough. Joy, right? How did you feel about this particular meme, the Maggie Simpson um, meme? Definitely looked like a lot of effort went into it. I liked uh, that it was having a dig at you, Matt. I appreciated that. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, there's there's yeah, a level a level of spice there. You know, it's just like, oh, I got him. I got him. Um, but, you know, in terms of dankness, it is it is a bit of a, a worn trope, you know, leaning into The Simpsons. Um, you know, there's so much there in, in The Simpsons. you got, what, 58 seasons worth of gear to work with, you know? It's... <laughs> you got to dig a little deeper, I think. All right. Uh, what about yourself, Mia? How did you find uh, the Simpsons meme? Um, I do agree with the rest of the guys. It was creative. There was a lot of stuff that we went into it, but it didn't, like, make me laugh out loud initially. Mm. It did, however, hit me in the feels a little bit because I was, you know, like, I remember that episode. Mm. <laughs> and I remember mm. I felt kind of like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I thought about Matt and I was like, oh, you know. Hit me in the feels. Mia, you weren't much older than a, than a young Maggie Simpson yourself when you were in your first meme. <laughs> Do you know? So, I mean, I wonder. Sorry. All right, Do it for her. Do it for Mia. Sorry. All right. So, okay. Okay, well, that's pretty good. So, can we get a score out of 10? We're measuring, as we as we know, spiciness, originality and dankness. Uh, score out of 10, Michelle? I'll give it a 6.5. Joyride? Yeah, I, I was I was gonna go seven. I feel like that's maybe generous now, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Seven, seven's pretty good. Mia, I was actually gonna go for six, six or six point five myself as well. So All right, wow. we'll make it a six point five. Dixie's being 6. the 5. being the nicest of the judges, the Marsha, as we would I say. I thought he was okay, gonna be the Simon enough. Cowell. Definitely, I could have sworn you would have been Simon. Joyride. <laughs> No, I've got, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, the utmost respect for all creators. You know, just doing it is, is points enough. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's move on to our next meme right now. This is the shapes meme. Uh, it is a picture of three different shapes: a pentagon, a hexagon, an octagon, and then a picture of Alex Dyson next to some calamata olives, and underneath it says. Kalamata olives are gone. So <laughs> this is referring to Alex Dyson being an olive thief. I accidentally stole them. They were in my pocket and I walked <laughs> out accidentally, okay? And I next time I go, I'll pay them back, okay? I promise. But, Michelle, uh, original thoughts on um, the Pentagon Kalamata olives are gone meme? It got a giggle. This one got a giggle. And I think yes. it, when you ver- it's one of those memes where if you verbally explain it, no offence, Matt, it doesn't quite come across. But mm, visually, okay. very strong meme. Out of 10? Oh, I'd give this a 9.5. I'm a Whoa. big fan. Whoa. Okay, Joyride, that's over to you. Yeah, look, it's, this, one's, this one's great. It's, uh, you know, neat. A neat design, <laughs> um, you know, a good a good flow for the eye to follow. You know, aesthetically, it's really well executed. Oh. Um, I reckon I'd, I'd, I'd give this one a nine. Whoa, nine out of ten. Well I tell you done. what, the okay. other thing we're, we're not judging on today, but timeliness, this meme came out a few hours after I told that story on the podcast. <laughs> so it was quick, quick memeage in there, and it seems to be scoring well with the dankness. Uh, Mia, yourself, uh, Kalamala, uh, olives are gone. Your thoughts? First of all, don't mean to be rude. 
How do you happen to steal olives? Yeah, it's a I good was question. I carrying so many groceries up he to the them. counter. Well, I, get this. I needed to put them. some in my pocket and I forgot about the He calamatas. put them in his hoodie pocket. As if that's not the most awkward pocket in your whole body. It like bangs up against your stomach. You feel awkward having anything in there. And he reckons he but walked out of the shop. But I've got a gut now after COVID. It can get confused between the two. All right? So. Oh, my God. Alex, I think, I think it's okay to admit that we have an ethical responsibility to steal from the major supermarkets. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, well, that's the problem. In pokies, man. <laughs> Most times I would agree with you, but this was the local Mediterranean warehouse, so i gotta, I got to go fix it. Oh, okay. um, Mia, we didn't get your, uh, your final thoughts on the spiciness of this particular meme. Okay, well, it did make me laugh. I thought it was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, how do you steal olives? <laughs> And to be honest, I got a 9 out of 10 for that one. I just thought it was wow. kind of stupid and it was funny. I just loved I, it. <laughs> I can't believe that this is this is really going to – could possibly take it home because Woo-hoo! our third meme, Alex Dyson, you described this one. Yeah, before that one was Sveven Knott. Uh, next finalist, number three, at Tokyo Goose, who, let's be honest – submitted a lot of very, very dank material for this competition. And it was a scattergun approach, but a lot of high-quality content, this probably being the best of them. Well, let's talk about, the you know, how, as, as someone who is a meme lord, Joyride, how often are you dropping memes? You know, in terms of posting, I think I post maybe one out of every 20 memes I make. The rest of them are just, you know, uh, hyper-specific, to, sent to one person, here is how I want to communicate my message with you because I've lost my ability to use the English language. The picture tells a thousand words and, you know, a meme maybe 800 or so. I wish I was that picky with my meme choices. I post everything I create because I think it's funny every single time. Wow. Um, I, I would make probably a, f- a few a week at least that would go up on the Shameless Instagram account and some are more successful than others for sure. Yeah, Mia, are you, have you got, Mia, have you gone into the world of creating your own memes? I have And have you ever used yourself in a meme? <laughs> Even with your friends, do you ever send the old, why don't we do both? They do it to me. Oh, <laughs> I have never yeah. done it myself, but all of them do it to me frequently. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. We'll go to the, it brings us to finalist number fee to finish off a week of all day breakfast uh, at Tokyo Goose's tuba meme. Alex holding a big tuba over Matt's head, the tuba labeled Lord of the Rings reference. Michelle Andrews, your thoughts. I don't know where I sit on this one. I don't have any feelings about it. I think it's a fine meme. I think all memes are beautiful. There's no... Oh, <laughs> this is some language that is really just pan it, oh, Michelle, that's so if you don't Marcia. like it. That's so Marsha. <laughs> Look, for the effort, apparently Tokyo Goose submitted a lot and I appreciate the endeavour and I appreciate anyone who can stick to something. I'll give it a five as like a participation Ooh. award. Okay, fair oh, enough, okay. Joyride. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit literal, don't you reckon? <laughs> uh, and you know the, the the execution of it, it's you know just a, an old format. Chuck it into the into Fonto and just put the <laughs> oh, words on. Oh, this is know. out. <laughs> Tokyo, for one of our most prolific memers. I know. Look, look, it all comes down to personal taste, right? But I I, I prefer mm. a little bit of complexity and abstraction in uh, in in my online humour. But that's just me. 
Oh my gosh, wow. So, out okay. of ten? Oh, uh, four. Oh, that's a four. Okay. And for, uh, finally, Mia. Oh, see now, I feel a little bit outcast at the moment. <laughs> Stand by it, Mia. Stand by your, your right, meme I'm, taste. I've written a list here. Look, as you can see, I've actually spent time to write a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is more than we deserve, Mia. That is more than these two idiots deserve. <laughs> I'm going to stick by the list, okay? <laughs> yep. All right, look. This one, Matt, I personally relate to this one, okay? <laughs> On a level, like, only until last year I had watched all the Lord of the Rings movies, okay? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> since then, honestly, I felt like I could relate to that one. I felt like that was me and that you know, that meme. Yeah, you, you, you felt like you funny. had the tuba bell around the your head. On my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the pressures of the Being world, honest. of the zeitgeist, just yeah. booming into your face. Yeah, yeah. no, I hear you, And that's you, what Mia. memes are for. It's about that connection. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What score does this personal connection get to you, Mia? Look, don't, don't attack me on this. I think it was a 9 out of 10. <laughs> 9 out of 10. That is good stuff. Michelle's draws dropped. Joyride doesn't believe it. Does come in third place. Second place is the Simpsons meme made by Cat Godden, but num taking out 27.5 points. Steven Knott, congratulations. The Kalamata Olives are gone meme has taken out our meme competition. Thank you very much, judges. We really appreciate your inputs. And, uh, yeah, cannot wait to um, try twist your arm to help us out again at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Please check out um, Michelle and Zara's podcast, Sh the Shameless Podcast. Also, please check out the new book. It, it launches next week, September 1st. It's called The Space Between. Michelle Andrews, thank you so much. Meme Queen. Thank you, boys. You are, it's such a pleasure to join us. So thank for you to join us. So thank you. Hey, Joyride, please, please, please. Is there new music on the way? Joyride's just dropped out. He's walked out of the, the, the 4G zone. Dropped um, out or hung up? That's the... Uh... <laughs> Finally just left. Um, Mia Agravi Agraviado, uh, the, the girl from the old El Paso ad. It is always such a pleasure to chat Yay. with you. Honestly, please, please, please uh, come back to Matt and Alex all day breakfast anytime. We really appreciate it. It's our goal in life, Mia, to have you on to hang out at one point and we won't talk about the ad at all, okay? So just <laughs> just mark that One down. One day. One, One day. day it'll happen. There will be a day in which Mia Agrivador joins Matt and Alex, Woo! but it is not this day. <laughs> That's a Lord of the Rings reference for you. Okay, right. um, thank you very much, gang. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have Bye, a good guys. One. Really appreciate it. Bye. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm -mm. Dank. Now, Matt O'Kine, are the judges? They went a little bit potentially differently from what we thought going in, but one cannot discount the expertise that they brought and the and the analysis that they brought to that meme competition. Well, when you've got someone who is a meme who's telling you what's a meme, I mean, what the hell am I supposed to say? I'm not a meme. I wouldn't know. Me is a meme. She knows. All right. So I trust her. I trust Joyride. I trust Michelle Andrews. Thank you for their hard work. Incredible stuff. But right now, someone doesn't realize that they are a living legend, a, me a, a meme winner, a meme triumpher. 
So they think they can dank, and they danked better than anyone else, and so it's time to give them a quick call now. I think they're on the line. Let's bring them on. Hello, Stephen. Hey. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. It's Matt and Alex here. How you going? We, uh, we're catching you in Toowoomba. How's, how's, uh, how's the old uh, plateau looking? She's pretty cold at the moment, but it's corona-free at the moment, which is good. Ooh, okay. Loving life there. So it gives you a, a little bit of time to meme? It does. You put in a pretty impressive entry just a couple of uh, days before, red hot off the back of Alex Dyson's uh, story. It sounds yeah. a little something like this. This one has four components. Top left is the outline of a five-sided shape and it's labelled with the word pentagon. To the right of that is the outline of a six-sided shape and underneath that is the word hexagon. Bottom left, we've got the outline of an eight-sided shape uh, with the word octagon underneath. And bottom right is a photo of Alex's head next to a jar of Kalamata olives and underneath that the word Kalamata olives gone. Thank you to uh, All Day Breakfast audio describer Polly Goodwin for giving us that one. Um, t- talk us through the mindset going into this meme here, Stephen. Well, there wasn't really a mindset. I feel like it was. I feel like a bit of a Stephen Bradbury. I feel like it was just handed to me on a silver platter, like one little olive just served up to me, and I just thought it's just right there for the taking. I'm, I'm going to take this, and I'm not going to look back. <laughs> exactly. It was just like a last minute thing. No mindset. I'm more of a consumer than I am a producer of memes, so. Okay, so behind you on the ice, there was scumbag Steve. There was success kid. You just didn't even. You just kept kept the skates on the ice. Well done. And uh, and you know we talked to the architect earlier on in the week, the meme architect, Lord of the memes, and he said, if it doesn't happen straight away, forget it. You know. And I think you've taken that advice, haven't you? Yeah, I just sort of went with my gut, and I just thought, yep, let's go with it. Well, Stephen, uh, or on Instagram as you're called. Stephen, which I believe is actually from a meme that I've seen. It is, yes, and I actually still get that. I had it probably this week. Someone took my name down. And I said, actually, it's with a PH, and then they deleted the whole name and started with the PH again, so <laughs> it's still a living, <laughs> breathing meme. Well, I can tell you, Stephen, that uh, our judges ranked your meme a 9.5, a 9, and a 9 out of 10. You are the winner of Matt and Alex's So oh. You Think You Can Say. Congratulations. You've got yourself an all-day room. Oh, thank you. Yes. Incredible stuff, Stephen. How Woo. good does this feel? Have you got a robe already? I do, but it's getting a little bit dank, so I need a new one. Oh, well, you well, can't. I, I mean, tell you what, wouldn't surprise by the amount of material you're putting out, the uh, the quality <laughs> and the uh, the griminess of the memes <laughs> that you are responsible for. So enjoy your Matt and Alex robe. And I tell you what, we're going to give a robe to the other two finalists as well. It is a consolation robe. We think that the uh, the people producing this spicy content should be rewarded. And so uh, both Kat Godden and at Tokyo Goose will be receiving this too. Thank you very, very much for getting involved. Is this going to be a, a new thing? Are you going to start your own meme account now, Stephen? Oh, I don't know. I'll just see what you guys keep serving me up and I'll see if I can skate on through. Oh, oh <laughs> all right. Well, the challenge is set. Stephen, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your robe. Stay extremely, extremely comfortable. And we will catch you next time. 
Hey, thank you for listening to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast all week covering So You Think You Can Dank. It's been a pleasure seeing all the creativity you guys have thrown our way. It honestly has been an absolute pleasure. You've made us yeah. laugh. You've made me cry because you have attacked <laughs> me personally over and over again. And I'm not happy about it, but... It's awesome to see you guys. Thank you for listening. It has been fun. Thank you for creating it. Uh, thank you even for just looking at the memes and rolling your eyes along with us. It has been <laughs> lots of fun. And make sure you're listening tomorrow for KLP's Long Lunch. So, so good. And Matt O'Kine. We get uh, we get deep on a, a little bit of musical history. Oh, man, she is an absolute star. Has so much stuff under her belt. Um, Lubemobile ads. Was in a girl band. Really, truly one of my favourite people to work with and chat to. So please check it out. KLP's Long Lunch is happening. It'll be dropping tomorrow morning, Matt and Alex. And we will see you for another all-day breakfast on Monday. Yeah, and who knows, you know, keep listening because we'll have more robes to give away over the coming days and weeks. Got to come up with another comp to uh, to help give you uh, you uh, uncomfortable animals a, uh, a little bit of uh, fluff in your life. Our DMs are always open at matt.n.alex on Instagram. <laughs> See you later. Matt did scrunch his eyes up all as he right, said it. All Just right, all like right. It's a mean thing. It's a mean <laughs> thing. Get out of here. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.